This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. We had to get it sorted. Uh, hello and welcome to episode... 57 of Celtic Rumours TV, the Boz and Bovid podcast with your host Mark and myself, Paul. Join us on the show tonight. We have Terence, Tier 161. We have John, United Ireland, lads of former forums, the form to the podcast, CelticRumours.co.uk, where Celtic supporters discuss all things Celtic. On tonight's show, we'll take a look at Celtic's 2-1 victory over Motherwell yesterday. We'll also take a look at the latest news around Celtic. We'll discuss Celtic's performance on the Ange so far this season. And we have a look at players' performances as well so far this season. Areas that still need to improve with Gianni Rindo coming up in another couple of months. We'll take a look at the players in the J-League that Ange says Celtic might take a look at in, in January when the transfer window opens. Firstly, though, Mark will do a few shout-outs. Hey, th- thanks very much, Paul. As I said, thanks everybody for persevere me as well we to sort that out uh, usual quick shouts out to Richie uh, Glasgow Green Tim Malloy, Malika Bobby Sutherland I see Rob Roy in the live chat as well thanks for coming on Alex uh, and the curse of the pod struck again Paul Miles mm-hmm. did see Miles it helped us with the advice on technical stuff in that mm-hmm. something fell and hurt him in the heat and he ended up in the hospital for eight days. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Just, just be warned, if he's come on to this, make sure your life insurance and that's up to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's us, we're up at 506 subs on here now. Brilliant, thanks very much for all the support on here and on the forum and that. If you haven't subscribed, please do it, smash the like button and share it about and like the uh, comment if you know how to. Thanks. Celtic defender Liam Scales has told Irish papers during the international break that he's still getting used to the system, the, the way Ange plays, and that he still needs to get up to speed with Celtic's pace, and that's why he hasn't been featuring weeks in being with Celtic. Is Chris Rice, Chris Sutton Rice, and saying that? saying that Celtic fans will be happy if Celtic finish second place in the league table this season. Rumours have been circling last week that Fogel Harkins had agreed to join Celtic as director of football. It now appears that Dominic McCoy, who left the club last month after just 72 days as CEO, played a role in the deal collapsing. It has been reported that Celtic were on course to appoint in Harkin only for Dominic McCoy stepping in and stepping in and it's been said that they had different views on where Celtic wanted to go which led to a disagreement at board level between Dominic and the Celtic board and eventually the deal between Harkin broke down and he walked away and decided to stay with Manchester City. I find itself very interesting Mark that 
it was yourself who, who, who put this to me last week that deal was actually done with, with, with Harkin we were led to believe Matt, and it was Dominic McCoy that, that came in and, and supposedly Harkin wasn't happy with his views as well uh, it seems to be that kind of way didn't it Paul mm-hmm. I think Just, we, well, we, kind of, we spoke about it for months didn't we mm-hmm. about bringing in a director of football and I don't believe for a minute that there wasn't any moves made. The moves would be a good bit down the line to get the jo- to get the position fi- uh, filled. The position filled. Uh, so I think there is something that that Harkin was. It's because the rumours never went away, Matt. For Harkin, they were there all no, summer. I mean, no. he was at Celtic Park. He was seen at Celtic Park. Did we 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 heard of meetings between himself and Dermot Desmond as well being being. Being, being talked about like so, something did go wrong. And, and what I'm thinking, Mark, was this the writing on the wall that because it was kind of too close within the transfer window, we needed players in, and maybe Damon Desmond and, and Banker and the board actually saw that Dominic McKay wasn't up for the job back then, and hence that's why they didn't get rid of him immediately, Mark, because of the, the transfer window was still going on. Well, I think maybe. Proved that he could he could do the job with negotiating transfers and things like that, Paul. But I think when it came down to looking at the what the, the way they were going to move forward, it must have just no major up to what Dermot Desmond was looking for. It is, but it's stranger as well, though. Sorry, Paul. Sorry, it's kind of strange as well when you kind of piece an everything together when he said that Gordon Strachan won't be coming kind of nowhere near the club. And then we see Gordon Strachan coming in as a, a, a consultant's role then, like, you know what I mean? Like, do you think maybe the board kind of didn't see a vision under Dominic McCoy? I think that's what it was. Yeah. But that should have been dealt with long ago. Yeah. That's obviously been part of the interview processes that have spoke about what his visions were and what his plans were. That just... Just for what I've heard, Dermot Desmond just wasn't really impressed with Mackay. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we move on. That's, uh, I think that, that was kind of the big news, Mark, of, of, of Celtic last week when the, when that broke to, to myself. You knew that Harkin deal was done and collapsing for, for reasons we actually don't know, but it could be over Dominic Mackay. It was said over Dominic Mackay, but it's a bit disappointing, Mark, that Celtic were in the process of of, of of doing a director of football and it's something that the fans have been screaming out for. We know Ange is kind of looking at these different uh, views as well. As, I as, even you know, thought that it would be somebody brought in even by now. Mm-hmm. Because even though Ange and that said we would be waiting to the end of the transfer window before we looked at everything else, that still have had feelers out trying to get a gauge on people that would be interested in that. Mm-hmm. And there's not many there, Mark. I think, no, Mark, if like, you're going through mid-season, no, like, would Harkin leave Manchester City midway through the season? Like, Will Celtic find it hard now to get a, a, a direct of football in at this this time of the season? Um, well, unless it's going to be like, a step up for somebody, Paul. I think it would be hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Bobo Barton, Mark, he's out there. He's free. Uh, he's a name that's been sucking around. That would you be interested in Martin maybe coming in? Or do you think it's kind of beyond him, Mark? Is it ain't a bit too old now, Mark? For, uh, I think his ideas been... are a wee bit outdated for moving forward, Paul. Mm-hmm. I like the idea about, we were talking the other week, about getting Martin O'Neill in as chairman. Mm-hmm. Like we spoke about football, Mark making football decisions. And, uh, you know, I think it's kind of kind of clear now that maybe Nicholson will be the the Celtic CEO. So I just already spoke to him about the January transfer. They said that they're, they're making plans in place. So at least we know that behind the scenes, Mark, there's work being done. You know, for 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 the transfer window, well, but we like to hope so, Mark, isn't it? I'd like to think so. But it's a big disruption to our, like our plans for uh, Mackay leaving the way he did and so abruptly. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll just need to go on with it. Trust it. Angie's wielding a bit of power behind the scenes rather than he's getting back into like a kind of level situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, that's all for the latest news around the club at the moment. Um, our guests for tonight, of course, we're going to have Terence, uh, who's on the live chat. We're going to have uh, John, uh, United Ireland as well, from our from our forum. Mark, do you want to bring the lads on? Yeah. I'm making a chat. How are you doing, Mikey? Good to see you on. Evening, Terence. Good. Hi, Paul. How are you? Good, no, good. Uh, just Terence is uh, John with us, Mark. Oh, just calling John the news. Terence, what's your take on uh, this Falcon Harkin thing like that? The deal was packed, nearly done, then it kind of collapsed as, as usual for Celtic at the last minute. It comes out to be a disaster, Paul, because we wind up losing two guys with, with obviously. Dominic McCoyden leaving, as you said, 72 days later. Fergal Harkins doesn't join. So, Fergal Harkins doesn't join and then Dominic McCoy goes. So, Celtic are no one in important positions in the club that we were hoping at the start of the season, at this stage, would all be set in stone and we'd be starting to put, build a structure that we had, new CEO, a director of football, and then obviously underneath that, Ange would start getting in his own people and it would be a good, good structure built. Now, as you were just saying there in the live chat, you're half, you're kind of in the middle of the season. It's going to be so, so hard to get someone in to fill, obviously, one, the CEO role, obviously, as you said, Michael Nichols is going to be, looks like he's going to be running that for a while. But as a director of football, I mean, how, how it, as, as Mark was saying there, unless it's some guy from, it's going to be an upgrade to come to Celtic for him, it's going to be very, very hard to do. Especially it's kind of a blow as well, Terence, like, when we heard the interviews from um, Dominic McCoy saying he wants to modernise Celtic and th- this vision he has for the club and now you're looking at Celtic now you're looking at the board you can't see no vision you know yeah, but you can't see no where they're going like you know no but it's it, and the problem with it Paul is that it went from Dominic McCoy coming in and been very very vocal and been very very visual he was having fans forums he was con- there was constant contact between the club and, and the supporters. And since Don McCoy is gone, and obviously Michael Nichols has come in, there hasn't been a word from Michael Nichols. No. He hasn't, there hasn't been one word from 
Michael Nichols and the communication from Celtic has nearly gone back to last season where there was no inf- very little information coming out little or no information so it, it seems to have completely transformed back to where it was last season and, and it's, it's disappointing because there did look like there was a good a good structure in place with Don McIver he did seem to be a very likeable kind of individual he came across he came across well he spoke well he looked like he had a good vision for the club and now you just feel like okay Don McCoy is gone where are we going what's what's this what's this what's this the structure in place what steps are Celtic going to make who's going to make them and it's just gone it's just gone completely quiet and there's absolutely no no input being given to the fans to say where they look like they're going or what steps they're steps they look like they're going to be taken Mark I think that's a big thing what, what Terence is saying there any communication from Nicholson now just to see what's going on what, what's happening behind the scenes let the fans know what's going on behind the scenes is he staying on CEO or are we looking for a new CEO like, it, it's kind of an unknown territory again what Terence said there for Celtic fans Mark isn't it like we don't know what's going on again in the club. Mark? Is that, a, is that better? Yeah. It's just going back to a level kind yeah. of situation, Paul, where you say the fans are, there's no information coming out of the club. No, nothing important. They need answers to the big questions. I mean, even, as uh, Terence says here, we've not heard anything for this Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Not a peep. Even coming out, I mean, Celtic fans want to know every single detail. We've said that before, and that's never going to happen. But at least come out and Mackay came out and gave us a kind of vision what he was planning, the way he was planning to take the club, modernising things, and then just nothing for this Nicholson. Mm-hmm. But even, I don't even, know. I don't know if he'll be the full-time CEO. But even Mark, if he had even come out, Nicholson, and just presented himself to the fans and just said, look, I'm the face now, I'm the CEO, you know, just let the fans see him. He didn't, uh, even, he didn't even come out and have a, a quick press conference, 10 minutes to he, say, this is the situation. They have a piece interview like, on Celtic TV, a wee five-minute interview before a game, just... As you say, just either coming out just saying, right, I'm... Come out and say, Mark, like, he's new. backing the manager, Mark, he's list, give the manager the first he wants or something like that, you know, kind of a team, Mark, isn't this? And if, and if he doesn't know if he's going to be the CEO long term, just say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John, what's Joy. your take on the, the situation? Well, for a few years, they can obviously keep him there as well for a while and put his stuff into place as well. But 
guys has to be as I say and it's just it's silence again. I mean, yeah, Anton uh, and, and I spoke to you him at the moment and he said look he's been happy with him joined the international break nice. I saw that. And, and and stuff like that. But, but Mark I, I just just the point there that you were saying about the, the director of football role and Terence was saying like like what what John is saying there he said and has already sat down with Nicholson identifying things like but during the international break mark and should be more concentrating on getting the Celtic players up to speed during this break who aren't up to speed with the team the likes of uh, Jaco the likes of Scales you know it's players like that mark who haven't been featuring but because we have no director of football and still has to look after this aspect of, of his game when basically mark the modern coach, so Mark just coaches the team, and that's this. You know, do you know? Uh, but even when we get a director of football, and I don't think Angie's going to just accept that kind of. No, but I'm saying is like Angie would talk to director of football, but let the director of football then go to Nicholson and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Like instead of Angie, no, that's not what Angie will be involved yeah. in that. You know, I think you. I think you'll still want a, a hand in it and. The transfers in that rather leaving it all to a director of football. A director of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, we we move on. I think we can discuss a do a whole podcast on 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 the board. But uh, look, we're, we're moving on. Uh, we talk about yesterday's game, Motherwell nil Celtic two. Uh, finished yesterday at Far Park. Uh, some good performances again by 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 Rajek. Uh, Yas again had a good game. Ralston had a good game. McGuire. Played well again in midfield. Terence, I come to you first. What was it a good Celtic performance, or what was it Murderwell? Were we just too good for a, a, a poor Murderwell team? It, it's a, it's another good way. It's a good way of performance. All something that we struggled on all, all year so far. Um, I mean, Murderwell were ahead of us in the league, so Murderwell clearly had been playing well. So I mean, I, I, you know, it's after the Aberdeen win. It's a, it's a tough win after coming back from the international break. Something that, something that we all said before the international break we were worried about because Celtic couldn't afford to drop any more points. And in fairness, I was surprised with the lineup when it started. I, I was very shocked to see or to see that Turnbull and Rogic were both in midfield again. I was surprised that Ange went that way. I didn't think it was the right thing to do, but thankfully it proved, it proved me wrong. Um, but yeah, look, it was a, it was a very solid performance. I mean, Motherwell didn't have a shot on goal, which says a lot as well. That obviously the defence played, played decent as well. And overall, 2 0 win, three points, move on to the next game, job done. Mark, how do you think that clicked? We were saying all along that it hasn't clicked and, and they can't play together, Tom and Roger, but yes, they seem to kind of play well together. Maybe it was just the opposition as well, Paul. Mm-hmm. Motherwell really didn't offer much and gave uh, Rogic and Turnbull a lot, a lot of space mm-hmm. I mean I'm just I'm agreeing with terms we've all, we've all said that, that Rogic and Turnbull can't play in the, the, the same team but just because it worked yesterday it's what it, it, it hasn't worked more than it's worked that, that's right isn't it yeah take back the thing about Turnbull and, and, and we constantly saying this it's consistency. Like he, he's not there in the big games. You know, he doesn't turn up in the big games, or he seems to play well in maybe against the low league teams. Like I know Mudwell are 
what ahead of us yesterday in the league, but Mark Celtic are a uh, superior team to what to Motherwell. Like, do you know what I mean? You know. Well, maybe as that, it's just not maybe not that level to play well against better the better teams. Mm-hmm. It's like when a guy, it's like when guys are in his face, he finds it very very hard to play. That's what that's what that's what I like a physical I, approach, Terence, is it? Yeah, yeah, I like the way you say like for argument's sake you have like you mentioned say Fuchs in particular the time they done the United game. Or players like that, when they're right in his face, he just himself and obviously Rogic when they both play in midfield, they seem to struggle because Motherwell certainly didn't have that yesterday. But that's something that kind of strikes me that we've said it numerous times. The two guys aren't exactly your guys for, for battling it out in the middle. But I do mm-hmm. think when they're up against guys that are up for that, like your Fuchs, like your maybe your Lewis Ferguson style player, and which has happened in the the Derby game the start of the season as well, where we were overrun in the middle. I I think he struggles in that situation. It's like Mark said, Motherwell seemed to stand off the two boys yesterday, and they have quality. And when they're given space and time, they will, they will, they will produce like like Turnbull did the stunner and Rogic did with the pass. But I I I would still worry if we kept going with those two in the middle. In in that's only my opinion, obviously, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, I come to yourself about uh, about the two lads. Uh, would you think it, it was the opposition yesterday? Why why they played so well? Uh, could be, but I think it's just why their games. It's kind of we just kind of cruised it a wee bit. I just don't think we really had to take up much gears and just uh, we just we controlled it. They uh, started finish was one or two. We obviously dodgy moments, but as far as performances, I think just the team just hit up and it just clicked for them and. Uh, the opposition could have played a part in it as well but I think if two of them obviously they've played well together too the two of them have had a good game you see the goal uh, I think Rogic got man of the match as well and he obviously created the first goal as well just when he split the defence open that's what I like about making obviously just split a defence right open when you're leading a goal uh, but since touch from the terms is saying uh, just ah it's kind of like the two of them are that way they're not for a battle they're kind of flare players and uh, like to create and stuff like that but also players that's up for a battle in the middle of the field will kind of give him a tough time so they'll need somebody next to them that's up for a battle it's kind of it's going to drag that player off them and get into the battle for them and they'll, they'll just let them go and play Walter John that's kind of kind of clicked and he's he's gradually coming a fan favourite is, is the young lad Yasha he seems to be getting more and more comfortable with, with, with the ball and He's been a bit of a bit of fresh air since he, since he's came to Celtic, hasn't he? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think he's becoming a bit of a fan's favourite now. And, uh, maybe it's not much to work in January. Obviously, if the money's there, he can try and get it signed permanent. Obviously, that's the boys want to join us. But I think I've noticed as well, obviously, at the end of the games, when obviously the team's going to the fans, so obviously, kind of celebrate with them at the end of the match. He seems to be the last one that walks away. He's still strong there, and he's kind of looking in amazement still with all the Celtic fans and stuff like that. So, and I know it looks like he's kind of taking the club to heart and uh, he's, he's settled in massively as well and he's uh, just a massive threat up that left wing. Well, he's got a lot of trick there, but he's got pace and you can see he's got goals and the boy's got heart and desire. Uh, he's, he's only going to get better, John. Aye, definitely. You can see that, Mark. He's going to get better. And, uh, I think it's just why he wants me to try and get it, uh, the deal done as soon as possible. You can just see, if, as you say there, it's just see there, it's just definitely going to get better. Uh, Mark, one thing that seems to be positive with all, Mark, is uh, after the start that, that we saw of him and uh, since he came back after his injury he hasn't been the same player and he seems to be struggling a bit at the moment is Abida. Uh, I was just going to say that to join there. Uh, Yota's 
Did he take maybe the limelight away from Abadar, do you think? Or something, something's not clicked with Abadar at the moment. That... Oh, he's just no... I mean, he's still only a young lad, yeah. Paul. And it's a lot of games. Right right. Hopefully with James Forrest coming back, that'll give him a wee rest to get his mojo back. That's what I, that's what I wrote in my, my player ratings. But uh, Yota's having an effect on the team now that I thought Abadar was going to have when mm-hmm. I saw the first few games of Abadar, but... He'll come good for us, there's no question about that, but Yota the news is actually, he's a star man. No, 100%. Terrence, Terrence. 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 Six million is a, a bargain, he'll be a bargain. We'll get, if, he, if we can sign him, we'll get serious money for him in a few years. Uh, it's, it's, like, it's six million that the club can afford, Do you know, like considering like players that we've bought over the years, that that. That, that have failed, you know. We well, paid, paid nine million for Edward, hmm? and for me, Yota is going a, a mere kind of effective player. He'll, I mean, we all know what Edward. It was totally different for Dumbelli and the way he played the game. But Yota would have a lot bigger effect on the Celtic, on the way we play the game, than mm-hmm. I think Edward would have. That we spent nine million on. Mm-hmm. Terence, do you want to come yeah. in? I'd agree with the boys. I mean, the money the, that six million for Jot has it's it's a it's a no brainer. Like, I mean, as you said there, Mark, we or and Paul, you we've paid two million and three million for all these guys. If you pay if you pay peanuts, you're going to get monkeys. Mm-hmm. You know, Jot has quality, and as the lads are saying, six mil six million is a no brainer, and you'll get that money back numerous times over. They've said in a couple if Jot has, Jot has signed and he play, keeps playing the way he's playing in a couple of years, they'll get a, they'll get that. Comfortably back numerous times over. He everything about the lad, and he and he's he's kind of he's really really kind of fallen straight into the whole Celtic. You know he he's every everything about him. You see him as as John was saying there, last off the pitch, going into the crowd. Even I think his parents and his girlfriend were in Aberdeen, were in the, with the crowd in Aberdeen. You know he's he's really really bought into the whole Celtic thing. And I mean the guy's been the guy's producing on the producing the goods on the pitch. So I mean. I would definitely be the same as the lads. I would hope that Celtic would try and get that deal done. And obviously, the lad looks keen as mustard, so I'm sure he'd stay no problem. And I'd I mean, love to see it done. Oh, sorry, Terence, when you go. No, oh, you're going, Mac. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, what I was going to say was when he first came in, and we'd read about it as well that it was his final ball was a bit dodgy and his decision making was a bit iffy and that. But see if that wasn't he, he wouldn't be at Celtic now. Is it Celtic the new to learn that next step in his career? I mean, been, been no, your, your decision making no being up to, to like Premier League standards or Serie A standards or whatever, that doesn't mean you're a bad player, especially at that, uh, that age. So you think that's, me, Mark, that's just, the best about Celtic as well, Mark. Like, we see these players with potential, they're raw talents. We bring them in, we know to them. And we make the profit. Then that's what Celtic is about at the moment. You know what I mean? That's how that's how we make our money, isn't it? It's, it's working for it's, it's, overall. It's working for us. Mm-hmm. But when you're gambling, we as as often as we've done, Bob, we, we know money. Yeah. Uh, but we know many millions of wasted on these so-called projects over the years that never amounted to anything. Mm-hmm. But we have been lucky we even see your Van Dyke, your Ayer, Dembele, Edward. The list goes on. Mm-hmm. 
but there's always one then, Mark, that, 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 that they don't walk out, is it there? You know, the likes of, of, of Bayou, who recently I heard that, is a gent that told him that they don't want them after he just moved to them in the summer, that he's not going to be oh, part I've of this. I didn't know that. Yeah. But sorry, Mark. One of the biggest, one of the biggest ones was that uh, Kuasi. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brendan Rodgers' first signing. Next, Scott Brown. But the only thing as well, though, Mark, sorry to interrupt you, is that if you look at Edward, you mentioned Edward and Jota. Edward was nine million plus a sell-on. Jota is six million. You know, so they're they're spending money on a bit of quality rather than your Bio or Kuasi or these guys that are two million right. and hoping that they come good. Celtic seem to be Celtic were trying to go through a phase of going, we'll pay two million for five or six guys and yeah. hope one of them, hope one of them becomes a twenty million. As opposed to the time where they went for Edward, who was nine million, and to be fair, just grew and grew and grew and grew. And from early doors, you knew he was a, he was a classy player. We were we were lucky to have him, and he was going to progress up and get better and better. And he has. Whereas, as I said, look at Bio. Kent told him good luck after six months. So we we need to look at it and look carefully and go. The likes of Jota should be a blueprint that Celtic should be going for, not a not a Bio. Mm-hmm. Talks about Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony, there another example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Six million pound went to it and we let it through our fingers. Talking about classic players, uh, and I bet you all shitted yourself when you saw Joe Hart try that back flick yesterday, and he got. Uh, I'm fairly, <laughs> I tell you, people who say that Joe Hart, Joe Hart doesn't have the legs, he can't play football. I think he proved them wrong yesterday, Mark. Did he? Oh, I worked, I hope. I don't want him being that too often. Huh? Ah, it's quite calm and composed, isn't it, the way you've done it? Even the, pass, even the pass out, Charlie, you know, he looked up, ah. he had time, he looked up, he passed it out. Ah, he didn't even rush it, didn't he? He just kind of walked, stoked at his time, looked for the pass and just spread it out. Ah, he's, he's kind of... Some, somebody's going to catch him out his area and chip him for beyond distance. Like, you can see it coming at some point in the season. Nah, he's right. got to be having, having moments like that all the time as well. The time's in it, it's not going to go right through. Every Celtic fan just, when, when, when they saw that, they were going, Jesus Christ, thank God for that. Pure heart-wrenching thing. Playing him in midfield. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about uh, Ralston? See his wee clearance as well, get put it in his mouth for the goal. And obviously, if he's got him on a well player, he's stuck it out for a corner. That one as well, did you notice that one? I think about two, two, three minutes into the game, it was quite... Aye, 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 aye. Aye, aye. I want to think of um, Starfield as well, Mark. He seems to be kind of grown since kind of Cameron Vickers kind of came next in. They, 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 they seem to kind of um, gradually after kind of form a par- partnership, the two of them, they, they seem to get more and more comfortable, the two of them together. It just looks as if he's settled in a bit more, mm-hmm. isn't it? He's just, don't get me wrong, he, he can st- still have these wee kind of dodgy moments when he's trying to decide what way to pass the ball and things like that, but defensively I think he's showing up solid enough. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there, I think defensively he's good, it's just, I think it's a passing out for the back, he's just kind of had to settle into it and get used to it a wee bit and you can kind of see improving a wee bit now, so it's obviously a game at a time, I think you just got to get better and better as well. I mean, who's going to be my first choice centre backs when Big Julian's back and Carlton Vickers and Julian? Uh, Julian, it's a good thing to have, but isn't it? Can I have the choices here? Who are we going to be putting in there? It's going to be struggling a wee bit at the start of the season. 
It'll be good to see Julian getting back and hopefully Ange can work his magic on him and grow his balls a wee bit. I know what you mean. He's, I like him. He's a big decent player. That just, uh, it's just when it comes up against big physical strikers, I think he's a, he's a wee bit of a wet weight. Uh, I mean, the ball, with the ball at his feet and that, and passing, his passing's a lot better than what we're saying, like Starfield. But it just needs to toughen up, really, didn't he? No, but such a big lad as well, Mark. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Julian, he's not lightweight. Like, he's, he's a big block as well, Julian, you know, and he seems to get kind of injured a lot, don't he? Ah, uh, he seems a bit. Well, we can't legislate for sliding at your post and shattering your knee or breaking your kneecap or what has he done but he has spent a bit, fair bit of time out with questionable, quest, questionable injuries so we say is that what happened to him? on you go mate I slid in to stop the ball went to uh, you know, I watched that game I took one for the team is that what happened did they shatter all his knee? I'm sure it was his knee broke or something yeah that's so moving on, it's, um, it's been a good weekend for Celtic. Mark uh, Rangers dropping points to uh, a late level by by Hearts after their supposedly keeper who's worth twenty points and flapped at the ball and they went to the back post. Uh, Hibs were beaten by what that's John Dean. That's some hair dye here that McGregor's got into. It. Yeah, it was, it was a like Philip Schofield the other week and he's running about Paul Bearer. Who's he done his hair? Has he dyed it, aye? I am sure. I'm sure you see it yesterday. I'm definitely dying his hair. And plus, uh, Hibbs dropping points to Dundee United after Jonas telling us last week, Mark, that Hibbs was uh, Dundee United's bogey team. But uh, it's been a good weekend for Celtic. Finally, Mark, we capitalised on something, weren't this? You know? Uh, that's another thing as well, Paul. Under Lennon, things like that. They've never capitalised on other mistakes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And Terence, looking at the, the league table now, like we're, we're sitting fourth on, on 16 points, four points off the top. Like it, it, It's looking pretty like Celtic seem to be hopefully getting their mojo back, as, as Mark said, where they're looking at an ageing Rangers team at the moment who they have a goalkeeper who, it, it, to me, is actually... Is past his sell, sell by this in, in, in McGregor at the moment. That definitely know the keeper he was. Key decision, I mean, Mark. No, he's costing them, I think, Mark. And, and his decision making, Mark, as you get older, decision making gets like it's, the reactions, Mark, or something like that, gets slower, you know? Uh, well, you'll know about that. You know, he, he, I don't think he's going to be the same keeper that we saw. No. Two seasons ago, Mark, when he came back, or, or even last season, he, he just doesn't seem the same. It was JFP that came on and said about McGregor being worth 20 points a season, and he was right. Yeah, he was. But he's not he's no that keeper anymore, any. So, he? Well, there he cost him that game yesterday. And it was a bad yeah. decision, like, why, why he came off it, I don't know, really, like, because there was players. There that, that that maybe could have got the ball before him, you know, because I was listening to the country that was on Twitter, like, and it was on the the, the Rangers fans TV, and like, like they were saying, "What's McGregor doing? What's what's he coming out for? What's he doing? You know, what's he, the goal? What's yeah. the goalie doing, Tom? Yeah, yeah, remember <laughs> that? What's the goalie doing? What's the goalie? It was like off the Barkers last season, like, wasn't it? It was a simple catch, though, Paul. In fairness, mm-hmm. it was 
it was the, I I saw the just a clip of it and it was the keeper's ball all day. It was literally inside the six yard box and he just went straight through his hands and your man tapped it in. But if you haven't seen anything, look at the soccer Saturday thing and look at the post on Chris Boyd. It's fantastic. He looks like a bulldog chewing a wasp. It's fantastic. He just he can't even commentate on it. Like it's don't even mind stuff. Look at him like it's absolutely like swallowed. It's like he swallowed his own sick. Yeah, like he swallowed his own sick or something. But last, I, I go to go back. What uh, Alistair here and thing like don't write off McGregor, you know? Because one thing about Al McGregor, Mark, is when Celtic play Rangers, he does have a good game, you know. Oh, can he really raise his game for it, but. Uh, early years he's cost us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terence we're just moving on from yesterday's game and we just come to the to, to player relations uh, before we move on and uh, I'll start with yourself and if you want to walk through your list for me yeah I'll try to go through it quick enough now I thought Joe Hart really didn't have much to do to be fair apart from obviously his little bit of magic there so I will give Joe Hart a six I thought Ralston played had a good game just think he needs to work on the final ball a bit better, but he gets up and down the line brilliant. I give him a seven. Starfelt, I thought he did okay. He was kind of caught once or twice, especially in the first minute or two, as, as John was saying there with the ball across the box. Give him a six. Give Vickers a seven. He had a solid performance. Ballangoli was very lucky not to give away a penalty, to be fair, which was a stonewaller. Give him his, uh, a six. I thought McGregor was outstanding. McGregor just does everything so well and makes it so simple. Give him a nine. Uh, Turnbull obviously had a decent enough game brilliant goal give him a 7 Rogic had an excellent first half and he obviously natural enough he would tire from where he was we give him an 8 for a great pass as well um, Abada was quiet to be fair and he, again he needs to improve his final ball that seems to have gone very poor for some strange reason seems to be overheat a lot of I give him a 6 give Jota a 7 really took the goal well and played solid Kyogre was quiet, one of the quieter games I've seen him play, but he still makes the runs. He never stops going, to be fair, so I give him a seven. And then the subs, Jacko did okay when he came on. Give him a six. Beatham was solid enough. And then Mikey the Muscles, Johnson, I, did, I didn't really give him anything, to be honest, because he wasn't on for that long. Mark, your time. Hey, player ratings, I was just, sorry, I was just looking a link for that for Alec here. What was it? Sky Sports Scotland on Twitter, was it? Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's absolute, it's, it's golden. It's just golden. Is it Chris I Boyd? Think, you talk yeah, about Chris I Boyd, have oh, yeah. oh, seen that, it's oh, golden. Yeah. I think it's obviously. Yeah, Mark, someone actually sent it on. Do you know the, disc, the Discord thing that we have? Oh, is it on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's on there. I, I, that's, that's, I think that's right. Yeah, that's what I thought, it was on there. Sorry, sorry. Join the Discord, Alec. Hey, where's Larvie? Back Larvie. to Hey, uh, Joe Hart, didn't you a safety make all afternoon? That's good, Mark, isn't it? Oh, now, we're not talking early. about our keeper. That's shown to what we were just saying about our defence is, is going in more confidence because we have, we're have we starting to see players more regularly playing together, isn't it? I'm keeping keep clean sheets. I mean, yeah. I mean, the second least goals conceded in the league. Which is, I'm happy enough with that, considering the goals were scored. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, Hart didn't have a lot today all afternoon. And, and, well, 
with a heart in the mouth moment when he showed his dribbling skills. I gave him a six. Ralston, as usual, showed plenty of energy getting up and down the pitch. He put a few good balls into the box, too. Um, one that Yota, Yota should have probably scored with. Gave him a six. Starfelt, I thought he looked solid enough. Seems to be settling in, mate. He's on the team. And saying that Motherwell really didn't trouble the defence, but he looked comfortable in his position and maybe needs to be a wee bit more adventurous when he's got the ball. Tartar Vickers, again, didn't have much to do. Handled the Motherwell attackers well. Gave him a seven. Ball and goalie. I was quite impressed with his overall display, to be honest. He linked up well with Jota and done his defensive duties just as well as his link up play and things like that I gave him a 7 but you look just, just with Balangoli and you look at the players we have right Montgomery clearly had to be taken out of the line right, at the moment because he was kind of making mistakes he was tiring up a note, yeah well, he, he, I think anyway Mac he should have been t- he should have been taken out because he was making mistakes and literally scales isn't up to scratch as we saw when we were doing the start of the show, but Bonagoli seems the only natural fist who can really fist Andrew's system because he has the pace, Mark. He's able to get up and down the wings. You know, it, it's a bit surprising that he's not in our Europa League squad for Tuesday. You know, does scale start on Tuesday, do you think? He's the only one. Oh, you know, that's the big I question there, like, isn't this? You know? I don't know if I'd throw scales in. Mm-hmm. Maybe need to do it right enough, Paul. Yeah, just like saying, you know. It's strange that he's not are in we there. Bo- are we boring you? Not at all, boy. Yeah, that's the... Walk away. If it was a pure wizard. McGregor. Uh, McGregor. McGregor just showed again why we need him in there. So, great. Just all-round performance for him. Turnbull, I, I thought that was his best... Best performance in a Celtic jersey in a while and, and capped it off there. Built a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful goal, really was. Rogic, brilliant all round performance for him, especially in the first half. Motherwell just couldn't really cope with him. Set up Yota for the opening goal as well. And, well, you can see in the second half he was tiring, but it's understandable with the amount of travelling that he's done. I gave him a man of the match and an, an eight. Uh, a bad, I just thought very quiet for him. Just what I said earlier, hopefully before he's due back, he'll get a break and start to get his mojo back. I gave him a six. Uh, Kyogo, one is really quiet game for him. He was still making runs, but it wasn't really working for him. I gave him a five. Yota, I thought about getting him the man of the match, but it just, I didn't, but he was a great, he had a great game as well, just, he's always looking to get forward and create stuff, but it's great to see players like that for Celtic, I gave him an 8 as well, Beaton came on to shore up the game and see the win, I gave him a 4, uh, Jacko, uh, he should have scored. He should have took. He should have took a shot, but he decided to lay it off to Kyogo. So 
maybe that's just a confidence thing. He didn't feel confident enough to, to need a goal for that after just coming into the team. But even just the time he was on the park, he showed he's a bit of an upgrade on a Yeti. Mm-hmm. Gave him a four. And does he and fit Mikey the system more, Mark, than, well, than what the Yeti does? So we always say when the Yeti well, came in, he kind of slowed it down or... You know. He moves a lot better, Paul. Mm-hmm. He's always he's kind of run. He's making runs where he's a yet. He's not that. He's not been shown anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mikey Johnson came on for Kyogo. Uh, didn't he make much of an impact. Get injured. Get injured. Yeah. That's a plus. Okay. That's a plus for me. So he got a four as well. Uh, John, yourself, what? Yeah. Joe Hart, I don't know what he says, I don't really have much today. Well, nothing today, basically. Uh, Scott gave him a 6, but for his wee, his wee back heel, take it at Gamwell, gave him a wee 6.5. Uh, a 6.5? Aye. <laughs> you know, you know, you're starting point five. <laughs> <laughs> you're starting to get into fractions, you know what I mean? Yeah. You've copied these off another site, haven't you? <laughs> oh, I mean, you done it in the pub. You done it in the pub today. <laughs> oh, I said, I've got a line up here, so I was just kind of going through them and just thinking of the games. But I was like, oh, I was going to just give my six, but uh, I'll give him a six point five if he back heel and take the camera. That's the only thing he had today, so he's going to be extra half a point. Uh, and there, Alston, uh, just think every time he's on the pitch, you know, he's having on the pitch, he's showing a lot of heart and desire. Uh, Start a fight, you know, that wing, and just did as he puts in a lot of good crosses and that as well. Uh, I'll give my seven for that. Uh, and Carter Vickers and Starfield. I think the two of them had a good game. They were comfortable and they kind of never had much to do, but the Honda does it well. Uh, get the back line good that day. I'll give the both of them a seven. Uh, Ball and Golly. Uh, played, played good. I had a decent game that, but I had a bit of a scary moment with that Honda ball. Fuck no, it could have been crucial. Uh, in our time, so I'll give my six for that. But see the horn board, John. Right, let's see. The mother will play a horn at first to keep Aye. control of the ball. And he's can it. See when he's horned it, he's flipped it on his feet to keep control of the ball. And he's and he's kicked up half volleys. Eh, volleys horn. So if it's if Val's there, then Val looks at that and goes, well, it's not a penalty because the mother will Bonnewell boys horn board it. They 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 fouled first. They committed foul first. Ah, so the rest called it right on top of it. So obviously it's been a free kick to Selig event, but he's just obviously he's seen a horn board and a horn board and just let it play. So obviously, ah, ah, it's just, the same as well with the Dundee United game a few weeks ago. Obviously, Starfield was injured, and it's through to obviously their player to get clean through, and obviously he's been wiped out. So it's just if that was if I was brought into that too, if I would have looked at it and said it's not a penalty. Uh, obviously, the Selig player's been in, uh, fouled. And they build up to it. So obviously it's no penalty, but there's no foul there. Obviously it's a stonewall penalty, but it's the rules on it. The foul's there and it happens. So. Uh, McGregor, I thought he got a, a brilliant shift. And Mark was saying that, so it shows what we need him in there. And, uh, he's crucial to us. So I'll give him an eight. Uh, and Big Rogic played brilliant as well. Uh, I'll give him an eight. And Dumbo as well. He, he had a brilliant game. It was a wonder goal too. Uh, so I'll give him a seven. Uh, a bad, I thought it was just quiet. Uh, didn't hear much of the game. Uh, just why the games have passed on by, so I'll give him a six for that. Through the hash, he makes the runs and that, and he's got his innocence and stuff, but I think he was dead quiet yesterday. Uh, quite unusual for him. Uh, I'll give him a six. Uh, and Jota, just the star man of the team just now, and oh, he also took his goal in that day, took it well. Uh, I'll give him an 8.5. <clears throat> 
By and all, it was a good weekend for Celtic, uh, dropping points. Uh, we're sitting fourth in the league on 16 points. Uh, we're looking at it so far, Mark. Just before the international break, there was there, there was people uh, complaining about Celtic's attitude. They were complaining for Ange, complaining about Ange and his systems and stuff like that. What has been your pressure, Mark, since Ange came in, now that the players are back? Uh, are we starting to see the effects of what Ange can do after him spending more time with the team during the international break? I, do, I just think you're seeing a bit more consistency, Paul, for, for the, even the players. I mean, like Rogic, Turnbull, if they're not playing well, we need to have other options. And we're really nervous. I mean, we're still missing James Forrest, McCarthy, Julian. I mean, people are saying, oh, who do we need to sign, sign in January? But we're still getting, for me, that's three players immediately that will improve the quality of your squad. And they're three senior players as well, Mark. They're, they're not young lads. Uh, they're coming in. They're, these are lads who would bring um, expertise to the game they, with the young lads that we have. We have Welsh Montgomery, like Julian could slot in there as well. Like We're not dependent on maybe young Welsh McCarthy's, coming in. McCarthy's been there and done it and, and down in England for years. And James Forrest's been there and done it with Celtic for years. So it's a lot of experience to bring in and that helps these young players settle. What is it with McCarthy? Is it just a fitness thing with uh, It seems to be. Uh, I don't know if even he's got that long COVID or anything. He's not going to be back anyway until November. He's not going to be back this month anyway, was what I was reading today. Uh, I don't think we're going to see Julian this month either. Uh, I, I think it'll be. They the spent uh, the international break there, then. What was it they called? Uh, intense, intense training. Mm-hmm. Is that me? So it must just be. Is that McCarthy, Mark? Aye. McCarthy and Forrest. Aye. So it must just be fitness problems. Aye. Just... And that's Mark. What the benefits of a new fella coming into the the backroom team, Anton coming into the sports science in him working with James Forrest and James McCarthy to get them to the fitness levels that Ange wants. Like that's the benefits of having the right people in the right departments at the club. You know, we, we've struggled for years with sports science and now that we have one, he, he can start working with James Forrest and James McCarthy and Julian when he comes back into training. Get these lads fitter, get them into the team as fast as we can. Into Well, you know how important important sports science department is now in the modern game, Paul? Even Jackie McNamara spoke about it, even how it changed for when he was a player. It's a massive thing, and it's something that clubs invest a lot of money in to get it right. So it's real. It's important that we've got this process of sports science and whatever they do, we've got that running smoothly and making sure that the players are following what they're telling them to do. Mm-hmm. And Terence, you on a podcast before us, and you talked about you're kind of not in favour of a full-backs tucking into the middle and stuff like that. Are you still not in favour of that? Or do you think we we play the poor Motherwell team that we can still get caught out by the big teams playing with that system? I I just worry when we play it, Paul. I, I don't have a problem with them doing it per se, but I do have a problem doing it when they leave just the centre-backs by themselves. And that's what I feel in a lot of the games when we were caught rotten. It happens when 
we have I know not keep going back over but in the Leverkusen game where where Ralston was in the middle with the ball doing his doing what he was asked to do he lost it the ball was played into the right back position Carter Vickers has to come out to that area there's no one else there the ball is slid past him past Starfield there's no left back because he's gone up the pitch as well and the guy taps it in I don't have a problem with him wanting to play that I can understand and wants to play it and he said he's not going to change and that's fair enough but I just think I don't think they were as, as aggressive in those moves certainly in the Aberdeen game and it's hard it's hard to say yesterday because I don't think Motherwell were great to be fair but I, I don't think they're as aggressive going forward as the way they were before and certainly like in Aberdeen game Beaton was a lot more you know as a real sitting midfielder he just he didn't really move he kind of gave that bit of extra cover to the defence. So maybe, I don't know, maybe Ange is saying maybe we just need a little bit of cover or maybe guys aren't committing themselves as mad forward. Like if, for argument's sake, if Ralston does go flying up the right and he goes into the middle, that who's ever on the left, whether it be Montgomery or whether it be Taylor or whoever, isn't leaving their position open as well. I don't know, but it. I'm hoping that that's the case. You know what I mean? Because I just... I just feel we can get very, very exposed with that. That's that's my only fear with it. Mm-hmm. John, yourself, what, what, what's your thoughts? We now have spoke to you about this inverted full-back situation and stuff like that. Do you think maybe we will get caught out in big games with this system? Oh, 100%. Uh, we're going to be caught up against a better opposition than ourselves. And obviously, we've got the attacking threat and uh, players that can expose that. It's, it can be quite dangerous. So we've got to kind of have a bit of defensive awareness about you and kind of Try and pull their full-backs a wee bit more back a bit into the defensive kind of position. But I think like Andrew's come out and says, isn't it? he's not going to change it. Maybe he's kind of drum it into the team that way where it just comes natural to them. When they're cutting into the middle of the park, they're just naturally bombing back up to that obviously full-back, full-back position once we're obviously under attack. Uh, but uh, it can be risky, Paul. And it's obviously, I trust Andrew and his system and stuff, but maybe sometimes he's going to have to tweak it, I think, especially in Europe when you come up against better opposition. Mark, just going what Paris was saying there in the Aberdeen game, he bought in Bison, and, and this is Bison's natural position, defensive midfielder Mark, he stays there and stuff like that. So, if Ange is playing the inverted full-backs low, right, do we actually need a player like Bison to be in there that's that, that able to pass the ball and do the cover at the same time to let Larson and, uh, we say, Montgomery or Bowley to, to come to these positions that he's there to cover them. Is that what we're still lacking, that we don't have that kind of player in our squad? Or are we hoping that McCarthy gets up, get, get, gets fit and, and he slots in there? Oh, well, maybe that's what that is. It's missing, Paul. Mm-hmm. Because, Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm not a great fan of this inverted fullbacks thing that's going on. But we looked at it, right? Just like, when I was looking at it, Mark, and when I was looking at Andrew's system in the J League, and there's one player that he I scouted who Ange signed specifically for Yokohama to fit this system, and it's a system that 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 when Ange bought this player, the whole system for who? Yokohama signed for that yeah. John Lennon's wife. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> But the system clicked in like just for one player, so I still think we're maybe lacking one player away for all of Andrew's system to click, you know? But I, I, See, years ago, 
when this kind of defensive midfielder role became popular kind of thing, that, that was what their job was. They were sort in front of the defence, and it's when the full-backs pushed up, the, the defensive midfielder covered their positions. Mm-hmm. So I don't know well, is Beaton quick enough to do it? Is McCarthy quick enough to do that? Like, especially, Mark, with how how high pressed Antoine's was to press like I mean you're 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 always going to get caught at the back like aren't you and you need someone like like you said there is is Bisa going to be is he going to have like we saw Mark when Bisa played there centre back he didn't have the legs when he when he was caught up position to give away three free kicks he got sent off Bisa might mightn't be the player to to do that position because if he's going to get caught up Mark he's going to give away a free kick or he's going to get booked like that, that that's the chance you're taking with either piece of this, the, the lack of pace. Uh, but, I mean, it is good at reading the game. Mm-hmm. That was, even, I mean, we've said it, he should never have been playing at centre-back. Fair dues for one game as a stopgap, but no, no consistently. Mm-hmm. And part of what made him a good player for us before that was the way that he could read the game. You think that, Mark, it's on picking out a pass or anything like that? Like, I mean, like, it's just like, he can't pass the ball like, and that, that's what he gives it but Cal McGregor isn't that type of player Mark like, I know we were playing Motherwell yesterday Cal McGregor playing a great shift and stuff like that but he's not that type of player Mark that's going to do the covering is he? No I've said that before Cal McGregor for me should be like playing the box to box role mm-hmm. batting, batting up the defensive midfielder and batting up the attacking midfielder Mm-hmm. You're taking away, you're taking away a lot of McGregor's McGregor's qualities though by putting him as a, as a hole in midfield. Like I mean, Callum McGregor's best best attributes are are bombing up the field. He's got an eye for a pass. He's got an eye for a goal. And I I think Ange playing him in the hole in midfield role is is taking away a lot of his attributes and a lot of his qualities for Celtic and going forward. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Totally agree with that. You know, I mean, I think if Ange is going to play the system. And he wants to play the system, and again, that's fine. I just would like to see a defensive midfielder in there, whether it be Beaton or obviously if McCarthy's up up to speed, McCarthy, and then McGregor, and then I.e. Turnbull or Robbie, like we said numerous times this year. And all I would like to all what I'd like to see as well is if they do want to play the inverted fullback, if the ball's at the left and it's Montgomery or Taylor or Bowley and they're coming inside, fine. But Ralston should sit. I don't see a reason why Ralston needs to get into the middle of midfield as well. If that if that's what they're doing, but it, you know, see, that's the whole point of Ange's system, Terence. He Ange wants to kind of overcrowd the midfield area, to control that area, and that's hence why Ralston and and Bonagoli kind of push up together that they overcrowd the midfield, that they win that midfield battle. But then the the ups the downside to that is. You're weakening your defence because you only have the likes of Starfelt and Cameron Vickers back who will get caught for pace up against a speedy, a speedy, speedy, well, you're not going to get caught with Morales, but Jesus Christ, he's he's put on the weight. I saw him yesterday, like, so he's not going to outrun him. But if you had someone else. Did you see, did you see his miss as oh, well? Oh, shocking. Shocking. Ah, oh, hell, that is a bit of a mess, that's Aye. You know, yeah. it's a pure open goal. <laughs> famous for him, isn't he? Is there still areas though that we need to improve, Mark, with the January transfer window coming up? Is there still something missing in Andrew's system that's 
that needs that 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 we need to, to focus on more so in January. To be honest, Paul, I don't know. To be see, as I said earlier, your Julians, your Forrest, McCarthy's, William Scales. It's hard to judge what we need. Mm-hmm. I would still like. I would still like us to get a big, burly, like Bobo Baldy type of centre half. Mm-hmm. But really, it's part of that. It's, it's just hard to. Did you judge it? Can I seem relevant? Can I seem relevant? It's kind of starting to fall into place a wee bit, obviously, in terms of a lot of positions and stuff. People's kind of setting into them, and you kind of see it starting to mould together a wee bit. So it's kind of, Mark was saying there, it's kind of hard to figure out now where you need to kind of fall gaps, but it kind of seems to be up there a wee bit now. Terence, I said, do you think there's a kind of an area that needs to improve that we need to sign someone? That would seem to be struggling. The only one that kind of stands out to me, as I said, I agree with the lads, we have to wait for a lot of the bodies to get back. But if, say, McCarthy and Sarah seems to have kind of fallen off the face of the earth in regards to Angie's plans. But if if there was that situation where McCarthy wasn't able to get back, it, I would look at trying to sign a defensive midfielder in, in that position. And two guys for me that would stand out in the SPL without going too far would have been Lewis Ferguson will be one and I've said it numerous times here or the other lad I thought you man if I have his name pronunciation wrong now you man Fuchs the Dundee United fella uh, I think, I think Ma- he's a Mikey spoke about him to me a few months ago and I've been keeping an eye on him I think I'll be a great signing for Celtic I think he's got a contract next summer Yeah, I think so, either of those two guys is, and obviously if you've said that Mark that you man Fuchs is out of contract I'm sure he'd jump at the opportunity to come I mean he was very impressive in the game and in Parkhead you know what I mean I thought he'd you know and there I'd have said I would have said he was man of the match surely from a neutral point of view I'd have had Fuchs as man of the match in that game and it's just the energy when he has Mark like he, 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 he'd be a player Mark who would fit Andrew's system because of his energy like he, he's, he's a player who kind of doesn't stop he gets up the up the top of the field he's, he's, he's at the back line making tackles it's a player that would suit Andrew's system as well isn't he Fuchs Oh, definitely. You see, Paul, well, he never, never seems to stop. No. You know, he's got a good him as well. He's quite strong, too. He's got a set of shoulders on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just looking at players' performances so far, as a, uh, under Android, we, we've seen fitness levels come up. We've seen players improving. I.e., uh, Radisson has been a different player that Ange came in. Uh, what players have stood out for you so far this season, Mark? Players, the big name players that we've missing, we've seen how badly we missed Cal McGregor when he was injured and, and stuff like that. Is there any kind of standout players for yourselves? I think Yota's got to be in there. Kyogo as well, just for the, <coughs> the way he started his career was. But just says improvement in players that were there, Paul. Even look at Rogic. Mm-hmm. I mean, Maggie, look at last season. But Tim wrote off. If if. Last season, Mark, if Rogic went away in international duty, you're guaranteed he'd come back with an injury or he's not fit to play. Now, after two international breaks, we saw Rogic coming straight into the start lineup when we, we thought he'd need a rest. Like, that's down to fitness levels that Rogic knows that he needs to improve himself under Ange as well, isn't this? You know? I was just saying, Paul, during the summer, 
he decided not to get away with Australia to stay in Scotland to work on his fitness. Mm-hmm. And even he's leaner, Mac, into his face and aye. body and stuff like that, like, you know, you know? Aye, he's not got to be kind of chubby cheek no. kind of look that he had for, you know? I mean, I totally wrote Rogic off, you know that? Mm-hmm. And I've got hold my hands up and say that he's changed my mind completely. He's like an old logic, Mark, ain't he? When we saw Lonnie Doyle there, did these little flicks, what John said there, he, he passed always, for the first thing. He always had that. But we didn't see it, Mark, did we? You know? I mean, Rogic for me was like the, the guy that you nearly was a football player when he was younger and then came and ran a mock at the five a sides. <laughs> that was the kind of player he was. He was not You would never have said that he was a top-class professional athlete. But he's worked, he's worked hard and he said usually tra- all that travelling that he does as well. Mm-hmm. And then he put, was it 70 odd minutes we got off him yesterday? And a man of the match performance. It's a fair play to him for knuckling down and getting on with it. But of course, Mark, there's always a player who would struggle and there's players struggle. Any players who have been struggling with Andrew Sis, I, I know we, we spoke about Taylor, do you think he's still kind of the only one who kind of is struggling with Angus system at the moment. I still think Ralston's a bit struggling with the actual, what's the word, like, intricacies of it. Mm-hmm. The, the inverted fullbacks thing and that. I don't think he's quite grasping that as well as we'd hope he would. I think maybe when Jovanovic is fit, Mark, that he's, he's going to slot in there, do you think? No, I think so. Mm-hmm. Terence yourself, don't but I've said that yeah. Ralston for me is a, he's proved that he's a good enough backup player and good enough in the SPFL for us. You think we saw the big games then, Mark, in, in Europe, especially against Will Batiste and Ben Leverkusen, that he, he gets caught out, don't he, against, against big teams? Uh, it's a bit of a pop for him, a bit of a too far kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Terence yourself, any kind of standout players for you and players who kind of have, have struggled or? Well, for me, uh, again, like what Mark was saying, your, your Jota, Kyogo, I think Joe Hart's been a revelation. I think he's mm-hmm. been brilliant and I think he's oh, a major, I think he's a major reason why the defence is, is looking more and more solid every week. It, it must be great to be centre-backs and full-backs to have a guy as good as him behind you constantly shouting. Especially constantly if he can do backflicks. Yeah, he can do it all, you know. I think, I think also from a guy that was always been there, Callum McGregor has come back to the old Callum McGregor. Com- compared to last season when obviously he had to go through the nonsense of playing and looked like he was trying to cover for Brown and everything, Callum McGregor this season has been absolutely fantastic. I think he's mm-hmm. been really back to his old self and he looks like a guy who's enjoying his football. And I have to say, I'd say Ange. Ange reminds me of Barton O'Neill, I'd say, with his man management. Because Do you think maybe Terence that? Ange had a big influence on McGregor signing that contract. Oh, a hundred percent, Paul. Of course he did because he, McGregor obviously is is believing in what Ange says. Look mm-hmm. at as Max pointed there. Look at look at Rogic. He obviously is able to press the buttons to tick, get these guys to tick. Rogic was a player, as Mark said. None of us would have thought he was going to do this this year. None of no, us. No, we had what? Should we had one the, the list in the transfer window there when, when it was up like. Players who we, we, we said who were gone, Mark, didn't we, Roger? We said, uh, you know. Ralston, as Mark said, everyone said, what are they giving him another year for? What are they giving? And yes, 
the guy who came out this year and he's been he's been he's been fantastic most of the season. Yeah, he struggled like like some players have struggled in certain certain matches. But like those guys, Jot has been very good. Cameron Vickers has been a good solid signing. Juranovic has been very good. So all these guys have really really come in and they've they've kind of taken it taken it on forward and, and they're all playing good football. Few are mm-hmm. struggling up, you know, like Vietti who surely has to go in January. Um, I just can't see it, Terence. I, I really can't see what you were saying of uh, G. Marcus coming on there yesterday. He makes runs and stuff like that. He suits down the system. I think there are two strikers at the moment now, Kyogo and, and, and J.O. That I can't see where a Yessi fits in. And I, I can't see him coming on making an influence of the game because he, he slows us down. And we saw that, didn't we? Oh, he's been he's been very poor this season. Uh, he's had one he had a good game against Real Betis away, but other than that for me he's been he's been quite poor. And you'd imagine if they could, whether they can offload him in January, because like he's only going to go further and further down the pecking order. <laughs> John you said so who's gonna who's gonna come in to sit and, and say it being stuck like third choice? That's the problem, Mark, because we spoke about uh, Nesbitt. Like, is Nesbitt going to come in? Is he going to sit in the bench, Mark, do you think? You know? No. It'd be crazy to do that. I mean, we're laughing at uh, Christie for going to Bournemouth, doing in the Championship, and his eyes on the Premier League and that. And for me, Nesbitt coming to Celtic is just as just silly. Is Ryan Christie going to Bournemouth? It would only be money driven. Mm-hmm. John, yourself? Uh, obviously, obviously, if you're going to Jota, that's because the man that's impressed is uh, Big Rogic, she's impressed this season as well. Uh, Joe Hart, obviously, he's trying to have a big name, saying, oh, people are expecting stuff off him. I kind of was a wee bit worried to start with when Hart came in, just the way his period was kind of spent the last few years. I was kind of angry, maybe. Carried on, going into Celtic, but no, he's, he's obviously he's good with Ryan. He stood up massively, and you can see how he commands it, obviously, the back line and that as well. And that's another half of obviously, we've got him in, he's a top keeper. And, uh, so he took my problems between the sticks, and uh, I think people struggling. I think McCarthy's only really one, I think it's a fitness thing, obviously, as pointed out earlier. Uh, kind of struggling on his fitness and stuff, so we've not really seen him on the pitch to kind of judge all his performances, but. I think it's up to top speed and fitness. Uh, I've just got to see the James McCarthy who I know he, he can be. Um, and Jetty, he's kind of... Uh, he's not really offered nothing much this season, but if he's two goals or something in it. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of happy overall with all the team. Uh, I think everybody was signed. Can I come in like the grand man? Except for McCarthy, really. Uh, scales. Ah, uh, scales. Ah, uh, that's a young, young boy out there. Uh, there are two signings. I've not really had much of them. Is it Ura Gide and... Is it Liam Shaw? Uh, I haven't heard much of them. I've seen much of them either. The strange uh, ones because, well, I'm led to believe that these deals were done in January, right before Ange came in. So, Mark, what, what do you think these players were signed maybe to suit the Lenham system that, that they would have kind of fitted his system more, kind of a slower approach, and maybe Ange is still working on their fitness levels to bring them up to scratch with, with his level play now? I, I don't know, Paul, because, I mean, Skills have been playing every week. Mm-hmm. Playing in Europe, playing every every league game for uh, Shamrock Rovers, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. 
So is there any way that he wasn't fat enough? He said he's fit, but he said so, he's getting. He said what, what, what he said to, to the papers here, and, and Terence might have read is that it's the intensity of the play, Mac, and it's how and just plays hence the inverted full backs. He never played that role, so he said he's getting used to kind of that role in training. But then you could say the, the, the exact same thing about Bolingoli and Varisin. That they're still getting used to this same system, so why isn't Scale stepping in to, to play the system when we have Larson still learning that role as well? You know? I know Stack Scales on yesterday for the last 10 minutes. I'm getting used to it, Mark, isn't this? Uh, the game's 2 nothing. the game's dead. Dash, point there, I can get him on and get you run out and can I get you for the system? Other players come in joining straight into the team. Uh, I know. Yeah, there's a there's a you know a few signings that just. Juranovic went to part time at left back for for aye. just an adult against Rangers left aye. back aye. position. Aye. Aye. And he done well. Aye, he handled it well. I did he handled it well. And I was surprised. At I think. Um, look how long it took Jacko to get up to speed actually in the park. Ah, there's when we signed him last day of the transfer window, wasn't it? So we're talking about two months ago. Jacko's biggest problem at Mark was because he didn't play since May and there, there was a ban there and that's why he kind of didn't he was fit like Barry was saying it was like there's a big difference between being fit and being match fit and because uh, Jacko wasn't playing matches really Mark since May he kind of wasn't match fit so I can understand him kind of getting up to speed with Ange but going back to what you're saying about scales and stuff like that it's it's really puzzling, you know, when he was playing week out and week in and week out, and not just in the league of Ireland. Like this fellow was playing in um in, in Europa League games for Shamrock Rovers, playing against big teams in in Europe as well. Like so, like I can't see why he wasn't match fit. You know, he's only a young lad. Yeah, well, Paul. You know, uh, going back to to the players who I think who made a big influence for me, the, the one player I have to stand out is is Joe Hart because. What we had last season, we, we played three keepers. None of them looked comfortable when when we saw them on the team sheets. Would it be Bain and Gold one week? Barkas might be there next. Hazard might have been there. You never felt comfortable, but seeing Hart on the team sheet, though, it, it just gives you a sense of relief, doesn't it, Mark, that we have an experienced keeper now. And, and what the lads will say, like, you can see the confidence that's breathing through the back four because of Joe Hart being vocal to him positioning them, showing them where they need to be. You know, it's experience alone uh, what your heart brings to, to, to the club. You know, he was stepping in as captain, Mark, there when Callum McGregor was injured, the captaincy went to Joe Hart. He's only been in the club for a month, two months, and he's getting the captain's arm back. That shows just how highly regarded he is at the club at the moment, do not it? I've uh, spoken about that when we signed him, Paul, mm-hmm. what, he, what he brings to... That the game that side of things, his experience again. He's another one that's been there, done, done it, it at the top top level for playing with England for years. And you can imagine Joe Hart's just walked into the, the Celtic changing room, and it's just been a smooth process. Do you know what I mean? He's been changing rooms with some of the biggest players in the world. Mm-hmm. So like, he's not coming into any. Back we must even, have been. Ange must have saw. We were at a dire stage in the goalkeeper position 
when we signed Joe Hart and he gave his interview with Celtic Park and he was getting on a plane to fly out to Michelin to join up with the Celtic team to play that game against Michelin. Do you know what I mean? I just saw straight away, like, we're, we're in a bad way in our goalkeeper position here, aren't we? You know? Uh, but, but it's good to have these type of players. Yeah. Called. You know? He's worked out a personality. And, as I've said as well, Paul, see when you get up against opposition, Joe Hart is still a big name. Oh, without doubt. I can't remember what game it was as well. Some player was chasing him about the park at the end of the game to get his jersey off him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jose Mourinho said... The best keeper in England, how was he not number aye. one, yeah? And he still said no, it, yeah. He tried to take him out of Italy with him to be the number two. Mm-hmm. And Hart decided to come to Celtic. So he's wanting to play football and he's, he's at one of the biggest clubs in the world and he seems content and he's playing against some of well, he didn't have a safety maker that yesterday, but he's getting back to his best. Confidence mark is coming back. It's like it's like watching Joe Hart. It's that he's getting. You could say it might. Well, maybe he enjoyed his time at Man City and stuff like that. Did he fall out in love with the game or something like that? Hence his confidence went down. He made mistakes at West Ham. He went to West Ham and. He, his stock went down, but we saw before Mark with, with players like Scott Sinclair, who their careers went dead doubling. They came up to the Scotland and they came heroes. We can see the exact same thing happen with Joe Hart here, can't we? Oh, definitely. You know? I mean, for ages he knew. He's 34, I think, Joe Hart. 34, yeah. I mean, you've still got another two, maybe three years out of Joe Hart. Mm hmm. That's a three-year contract he signed, isn't it? So he's going to see himself here properly. See what we signed him. We spoke about it. We always like to get all these projects in. If they're going to be here for a few years, make his millions. I think it's the nail the mark where you can't sign a project, though, isn't it? No, see in future. Celtic should just look at guys like Joe Hart. See guys that are in the like, top-level goalkeepers are maybe sitting at number two in their club now. Mm-hmm. Invite them to come up to Celtic and be number one for us when they're in their 32, 33. Exactly. That's uh, twice that now it's worked out. Craig Gordon, he came up now at 31 or something, isn't it? Can offer him a number one spot and he's done his career running. It's a fantastic keeper for us. We go to spend money on a young keeper and he's absolutely rotten. <laughs> a Barkis. Uh, right, spot on, John. <coughs> moving on, um, with the transfer window coming less than two months away, um, Ange has come out again saying that Celtic will be looking at the J-League for players. Uh, he said he spoke to Nicholson about transfer targets. Um, Mark, with Ange's expertise, are, are we fools not to look at the J-League thing? So, say that again, Paul. With Ange's expertise in the J-League, are Celtic fools not to take Andrew's advice here and look at this J-League for players considering what we've signed in Kyle No, I think if Ange wants a player for the J-League he'll know that they're capable of doing a job over here mm-hmm. So it would be silly not to tap into his knowledge of that market mm-hmm. Terence yourself? Yeah, exactly like that I mean, he won't need anyone to uh, to do any scouting for him he'll know exactly who he's looking at Long before anyone else will. 
as I said, he's been there, he's done it, he has the t-shirts, he knows the good guys there, he knows the guys, as Mark is saying, that can do the job for him. If he needs a centre-back, if he needs a right-back, if he needs a centre-forward, I'm sure Ange has already eyed the potential guys that he's looking for and looking at and seeing if they're available. And if he if he thinks he needs them, I'm sure he'll do everything in his power to get them in. Mm-hmm. So when I was looking at the players... Uh, the one player I mentioned there just be, before we were talking about areas is where Beeson was pissing. Uh, this fella is a defensive midfield. He's 27. It's Kida. On the end, he was called the pivot. The player who stayed behind the attacking midfielder. Kida was Ange's man uh, who passed the ball from the defence to the midfield uh, at a fast tempo in the which Ange plays. He never moved forward. He just stayed behind the, in, around in the, the centre circle in the, the opposition play, so he was able to. Do you get, do you get that back there? If the attacking defensive uh, players like Ralston or Belagori pushed up, he was there behind them. He was the one who would spot the danger. Oh, that's, that's what and he was the one. Time. He was the one then, Mark, who who would press. Maybe Celtic lose the ball in the opposition half. He was the one who. Who pressed before Ange signed him? Yokohama were conceding 26 goals. When he signed him, that dropped down to 12 goals. So he, he he's no problem is he's no captain of Yokohama. Age wise, 27. Mark will set the goal for 27. I don't know. You know, considering where our transfers have gone. The last couple of years, we were speaking about projects and stuff like that. Will the Celtic board back and and go for Kida? We saw Kyogo can't play there. Or not, not Kyogo, sorry, Zoro, he can't play there. Uh, Bishan, we spoke about, he doesn't have the legs. Uh, this is the fellow who was signed by Ange. He was key to the Ange system in, in doing this important for backs. He was the player who Ange put his trust in, gave him the captaincy told him what to do. I think if we're looking for a player that wants to that, that we're missing, that that this is this is him. But my biggest problem is will Coyote will will sorry, Yokohama send our captain is is the big question for me. You know, I thought Well the wall of the money's right. Mm-hmm. That's what it'll come down to winter. Mm-hmm. But he seems to be what I was reading about him, like he seems to be the one that that kept things rolling, you know. Like we were saying there, like Terence, what you were saying there, when Radisson and you say Montgomery, because he's played the most push up, that there's no one behind there, you know, there's no one there to receive the ball, to pass the ball at the high tempo. Like this is the player I think that we're missing to to slot into that system, that oh, that would oh, be able to do that role. Oh, big time, Paul. And as I said, that's. That's if if Angie's going to keep playing the system, it's imperative they have someone that is going to be very very disciplined and does that role and does that role to perfection. So mm-hmm. I, I I'm not comparing anything, but you look at say probably the best guy in the world at it, Kante. You mm-hmm. look at the way he does it for Chelsea, and it's phenomenal. If you take him out of that team, exactly, it, it, it's, it's not it's, the same not, when Jorginho fits in there. Terence, it's not it's not the same it's, it's system. Like, he does. He does the ugly stuff. He mm-hmm. does the stuff. He, he doesn't. It's not pretty. 
he breaks up play and he just he does he just does everything really, really well. I mean in fairness, when Sarah first came into the team, he did it brilliantly as well. But for whatever reason he seems to have just I don't know, he seems to have just kind of lost the plot a bit. He he, he doesn't You're looking at Conte there, Terence. You're looking at Conte there, right? And when Chelsea move up and they lose the ball, the first player that's going to go to make that tackle is Kante. Like this is what Kida used to do for Yokohama. Not used to does for Yokohama. He's the first tackler. Do you get me? Yeah. He's in there to win the ball back, and he's in there then to to pass the ball. And it's clearly like as what you said there. We had Zawa playing there. We had Bisan playing there. Uh, McCarthy is is he fit enough to play that role? I don't know. You know, so at the moment I'm thinking we don't have a player really that we, that that. Can Yeah, we don't have a you know, going to run about the midfield, trying to win the ball back. No yeah, matter where it is, where it is, Mark, and that, that that's like if we lose the ball, Mark, and if Bison is pushing up into the like Kida would you know like the centre circle in the opposition half. That's where Key Kida would stay. He stay in that position. He won't move up. But the minute Celtic lose the ball, he would move up. He'd make the tackle to win the ball back and then pass it back out to our wingers or inverted full backs, whatever you want to call them. You know, he's the one Denmark who who starts to play against. And at the moment, Bison won't have the legs to do that, would he? You know? No, no, that's not Beaton's game at all. You know, so I think that's uh, that's clear to me that one area I think that we're missing is a defensive meal. Between, and if we want Angebar to click and if we want the inverted full back to click, it's an area that Celtic are, are seriously lacking, that, that we need a player in there to to implement the Angel system properly. Uh, that's why I, this fella came up, and that's why I, I dug big into this fella. Uh, next up is uh, is 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 Mida. Uh, he's a former player of Angel again at Yokohama. Um, it's Dijon Mija. He's 23 years old. He's attacking midfielder or forward. He can play both left and right. He's comfortable with with both both feet like Kyogre with lightning speed. He's fast acceleration. Meader was a key figure for Ange in his system. 26 games under Ange, he scored 17 goals. A bit like Kyogo. Uh, Meader also likes to move around uh, the front tree. Doesn't like to stay in one position. Likes to move into space. Likes dribbling. Uh, scores a goal every 36 minutes. Uh, provides assist every 727 minutes. He's a fast player. I, I've looked him up on... Uh, on YouTube, Mark, and you think Kyogo? He's assist every seven hundred and twenty-seven minutes. What's that? But eight games? Probably. What's that? Every seventeen minutes. minutes. Every seventeen minutes. Sorry, seventeen. And he's right. Eleven. Seventeen. That's about four or five a game. <laughs> He scores goals. I don't think you've rolled out of the way. He scores goals anyway. That's what I like. But this fella's good, though. Have you seen... Have you, have you ever seen this fella need that? The baldy fella for, for Yokohama? Yeah. This yeah, fella is good, lad. This fella is good. You know? Tell us what you, what you think. You, you saw him on YouTube. Do you think yeah, he's a player maybe look. Ange might... Train on the Ange. think maybe Ange might look at him? I'm certainly, I'm sure he'll certainly consider him, Paul. I mean, he he looks, he looks, he looks good. Again, obviously, it's YouTube, so 
obviously they're going to show a lot of the best parts of it. But he he looks a decent player. He looks a good finisher. He looks quick. He looks very quick. Um, and he looks very direct. So, yeah, maybe if if it's a case that Ange is looking for for the forward position, that it's one he he may consider. And the fact, as you said, that he knows him, he knows him. He's coming from the club where Ange was there as well. That, oh, you know, I know my mistake. Sorry. Oh, there's 727 players. He ranked. He's ranked 11th in the J League. Sorry, that was my mistake. <laughs> I read it bad. So he's ranked in basically the top 10 mark. You know, do you think maybe Ange would go back to? Yokohama market, I, I know a lot of clubs kind of don't like when their previous manager comes back to raid the club. Do you think Ange might have too much respect for Yokohama to to go raid them for ex-players? I don't think so. Unless he's, I mean, some manager saying agreements that they'll, when they take over a new job, they'll not come back for players for a certain amount of time or things like that. But again, Paul, I just think if Lance thinks a player can come over here and fit into the Scottish game and do a good job for Celtic, that'll be all that matters. Terence, anyone, I know you were looking at uh, the list as well as me, any, any players for you who, who stood out in the J-League? The only other guy that they, that seemed to stand out was a guy called uh, Kayuchi. And he's a, he's a 24-year-old, he's a centre-back. He's six foot two. Um, he scored something like three or four goals from something that we haven't done in corners. Um, he's supposed to be very, very solid. He he's, he looks and appears very similar to. Remember the, the the Man City guy we were linked at at the start of the season. He's gone to he went to Schalke. I I I'm not sure of his name now, but he was the centre back as well. Um, we we tried to get him on we tried to get him on loan I think from Man City, but he went to Schalke this season. He. He looks like he's a lot of attributes that Ange likes in the sense that he's quick, he's young, uh, he, he's obviously good defensively minded. So maybe that's a possibility if Ange is looking at centre-backs. But again, as the lads were saying there, it depends if Julian's back and Welsh is there. It may not be a position that Celtic are looking at, you know? Mark, do you think maybe... Miles is saying... Masoa. Did you come across him at all, Paul? No, I didn't, but I'm afraid. I didn't. Which guy? Uh, Kento Maseo. M-I-S-A-O. Maseo. I was just talking about him in the live chat there. No, I was only just thinking of the guy that went from Man City to Schalke. I, I can't think his name. I know we were apparently trying uh, to get him. Is it? The face of midfielder he is at Maseo. Mark, do you think maybe some of these players maybe from the J League and you know, considering how how, how physical Scottish football is if we were going in for defensive midfielders and if we were going in for centre backs from the J League, will they be at the like we saw Julian struggle uh, against against the the physical side of of um of Scottish football, I mean, do you think maybe physical wise it, it it could be a risk going to the J League? Well, again, Paul, it's just down to Angel North players will be able to handle that side of the game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Diogo's come in and done it. We spoke about it before the difference in like Mikey Johnson and Yota. If you look at them. 
be their top song, they'll probably look the exact same. But probably without their top song, Yota's kind of chiseled. Mm-hmm. So you can still be be wee, but be strong. Mm-hmm. What about yourself, Terrence? Could you take maybe... Uh, he's being strong as well. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get this. All oh, right, Scott. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Terence, yourself? Um, yeah. About what were you saying there, Paul, sorry? Like, do you think maybe a lot of these J-League players like will be up to the physique of the Scottish game? You know, like, that, that, that'd be my main concern. Like, if... if if he's signed players from the J-League, will, will they be up for the, the, the physique? Like, you know, it is that, like, we've seen players, like, big players struggling, like Joey Barton struggled up there with, you know, the physique of the game and stuff. Yeah, but it's like, it's like, uh, Mark said, Angie's going to know whether, whether a guy can mix it or not, Paul. Like, I mean, you look at, and I know he's not linked with us, but you look at the, is he the right back for AZ Elkmar? He was, he, obviously, I imagine he's come from the J-League as well. He was, he was absolutely fantastic. I, again, I can't remember his name. But for the two games we played him, he was a stand-up. Uh, he was absolutely stand-up for them. They tried to sign Kyogo at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. They did, yeah, yeah. But he, he, he was superb like in the two games I watched him play. He was very, very good. So, again, I, like... Suga, Sugawara. Beautifully said, Mark. Beautifully said. But uh, it's like... Yukinara Sugawara. Uh, there yeah. you go. You're fluent. But... <laughs> I, it's it's like Mark said, Paul. Ange Ange will know guys that he feels can come and do a job. Like he like obviously he picked Kyogo. He knew Kyogo. You have to remember, Paul. Some of these guys they could also be international players. So if they're international mm-hmm. players, they're going to be playing against numerous other different countries. You know what I mean? They're going to be mixing it because especially if it's Japan, with the greatest respect, they're not going to be playing the the higher elite games, especially if over that side of the world. They're going to be playing against teams that might be a bit more rough and ready, and aren't afraid to, to leave the boot in. So, I'm I'm sure if, if there's any guy that Ange has as earmarked, that he knows within reason that he feels that he would be able to come and, and do a job for Celtic. Mm-hmm. John, uh, I don't see why no. Uh, so it's, it's all about the individual, and it's all about the mentality, and the hunger, and the desire you've got to go and win that ball. If you've got somebody else who's like, oh, I'm running that ball, that's my ball, size really matters, just if you've got it in your head and you're no getting up until you take that ball and you win that challenge. And I don't see I don't see why they couldn't come out here and play as Hume Kyogo. And again, as I told them, I think probably people were doubt is he gonna handle it here and obviously just blows away straight away. And he's not really big either. Uh, she's kinda of handling it well and he kinda of puts his cell about a bit as well. So I'm kinda of high. I don't see why we shouldn't have different to that market. When we were leaving Eddie Hall, right, he said one of the rumours came out that why the deal broke down, Mark, is that he wasn't happy with Celtic's transfer targets and, and, and stuff like that. Like, do you think maybe that's all gone now at the club, that the board are recommending players, or do you think now that they know they have an experienced manager and, and they're listening to his transfer targets, hence the Japanese league, for players that would suit his system? And maybe the days of a gone of the peace learner that the board are looking at players because at the moment I don't think there's anyone in this board who would be confident enough Mac, to go and sign players like peace learner did. Would you? I wouldn't like to think so, Paul. Mm-hmm. 
definitely no. But I mean, you know, Ange said himself, like football's his life. That's what he does, twenty four seven. So, even players in mind maybe that aren't have nothing to do with the J League. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm saying. Like when Dominic McCoy was there, he says, "I'm going to lean off Ange, his expertise. I'm going to listen to him about football. I'm going to listen to him, and I just, I'm, I'm just hoping that." This new board, now that Dominic mccoy has gone, it's not the new board, it's the old board that's still there, but that that they they see what Dominic McCoy's son and the expertise like that he'd give us, Terence, that we should be listening to him. We should well, identify well, his targets. You know, see right now with Celtic, you put everybody that's running Celtic in your room and not one Ange is the most knowledgeable person yeah. about football. Exactly. So they've got to back him and Foley's advice and decisions, if that's the way it is. Then there's, there's no director of football we have any other input in, on things. Like, if you look at Nicholson, Mark, he was looking after all kind of the legal aspects of, 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 of the football club before he came uh, acting CEO. He was only looking after all the legal stuff, wasn't he? Was, well, I don't like, think... Contracts and stuff was yeah. watertight. I, I don't think, Paul, there'd be anyone on the board as arrogant as Law was to think that they could pick players. That's half mm-hmm. the problem. That was half the problem with Law was. He assumed that he knew how to do it, even though his job wasn't to do it. But he obviously got himself in such... He got such on his high horse that he assumed that he was well able to pick players, that he, ha- he was capable of doing it, and he wasn't capable of doing it. And that's why there wouldn't be anyone in the Celtic board that would... I wouldn't think that would have the same arrogance as, as Law was to think that they could do it. Ange mm-hmm. is the manager. Ange knows players. Ange will be the man who looks to get his players. The board are there to support Ange, not do what Law will used to do, which was basically say pick players. He had no he had no qualification to do that job, but he believed in the, he believed he he was capable of doing it, and he wasn't in a lot of cases. Law's biggest mistake was getting ready John Park. John Park, yeah. I mean. Uh, Never replaced the team, Mark. Billy Park oh, was like, Park, oh, director of football, Mark, saying to me, weren't he? Like, uh, Chief really Scouts, like, yeah, kind of that roar, like, didn't he? You know? But, I mean, Park needs a lot of dodgy... No dodgy, just... We've spoke about the kind of players we signed. It was a bit of a waste of money. All these players at $2 million on the hope that they were good. But he brought in a lot of good players as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll all get rid of him again... There was no actual football person having an input in it, so that's when it was went tits up. That's why. That's why I think the Mark that that's an arrogance on Lawwell's side of it to think that he can do a job that there's a qualified, a very qualified man ahead of him to do, and he gets rid of him and he thinks he can do his job. That that was a major problem. Uh, you get that impression. You do feel if Law walked into the room, it was his room. Oh, Mark, yeah. Allow, he was the main man, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. I think he's arrogant, like self-confidence. Probably kind of overpowered guys like Ian Banker. Mm-hmm. And it was just a case of, right, we'll just let Peter go on with this. Peter Law, man, Mark, if you don't agree with him, you're, you're out the door kind of thing, is it? I don't even think you did try to disagree with him. Yeah. Can you imagine Ian Banker turning around and saying to Law, oh, wait a minute, Peter, I don't think that's the right way to go. 
Parks came out and he's done an interview and stuff like that, and he was kind of defending Peter Wall, saying he never gave him any constraints or anything when he was making signings. I never asked him to go and balance the books and stuff, and uh, he basically just added ah, players good enough, he went and paid the money and stuff like that. Uh, just, I remember reading that last week, I just went and found it there. Maybe I don't know if there was maybe a wee bit of a falling out or something behind the scenes with them, but they seem to, I mean, they did work well. Yeah, it's like they were kind of, I know we bought in Hammond, Mark, but he never really had the impact that, that John Park had at Celtic. You know, it's a, we never really replaced Park. We didn't, you know. I replaced them with job titles and that yeah. all, but I don't think we ever gave them. But, like the kind of power that John Park did or the kind of level of say-so that they had or influence they had with Peter Lowe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it for tonight, lads. If uh, Terence or John want to add anything before we go, Terence or Seth? No, not really. Uh, just obviously thanks for coming on. The only thing I would like to say, sorry, I meant to go back to it, is I feel so sorry for Liam Scales that a dope like Stephen Kenny took him six and a half thousand miles across the other side of the world and didn't even include him in the squad and mm-hmm. didn't play him in, in the Qatar game. Why not leave the guy at Celtic to get up to speed and train with Celtic? I just, I think Stephen Kenny's a dope for doing that. But that's, <laughs> do, you know, do you know what, Terence? It's, it's gone back to what, what, what I've been saying years for the League of Ireland football. No way would have Liam Scales got caught up to that Irish team if he was still with Sherrick Roberts. Well, I you agree know? with you, but, but why take him? I know. Why take him? Over over there, and he yeah. didn't even get a ga- he didn't even get a game against Qatar. Like, well, you're not going to just leave my Celtic. Like. Myself and myself and Mark when he's saying that, like that, during the international break, like Andrew will have more time working on these players, the likes of of Jo, you know, Mark, maybe your Hedy Shaw, Young Moffat, they would have all came in just to. Some of these, you know, international friendlies or stuff like that, like if the manager knows they're not involved, going to be involved in any friendly, like he should let you go back to your club or do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's pointless, really, isn't it? But we did, Paul, we did talk, we talk about uh, young players in their pathways and things like that. So maybe skills as learning for the experience he'd been away for the... Sure. Uh, he's in our national team's first squad. Sure. And I'm sure Celtic had no problems with him going and doing that. Sure. Uh, John, yourself? Hello, yeah, I'm all good, mate. Uh, all good here. Just, uh, just the title will be coming home this, this season and keep your faith and the positive mindset. Hey, well. Hey, hey, hopefully it's all clicking now between Ange and we can finally see Ange ball the next couple of weeks. Uh, thanks to Terence and John for joining us tonight. Thanks to you lads and the, the live chat for helping us get the tech issues sorted out. Uh, Mark, we close the show. Well, just again, Paul, the usual. Thanks very much for everything you do on here and behind the scenes to get it going. Thanks very much and John and Terence for coming on. All the lads in the live chat and as I said, persevering with the 
the mic issues. Hopefully we'll get that sorted out proper for the next show. Even with a bust knee, Mark, huh? <laughs> uh, Paul's been through the wars again. <laughs> the, cu- the curse of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus Christ, curse. It's more than the curse. Just remember, uh, hit the like button, subscribe button, share it, and if you know how to, please leave a comment. Hail, hail, God bless. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.